All right, everybody, what's up? It's me again. Um, I don't do these that often. I just, I guess I do have the time, but I really have to have something sitting on my soul to really speak on it in length and in depth. So, y'all be 43 May 26th. I think today is the 21st. Um, My birthday is extra special to me. Um... There are at least three occasions in my life where I can recall that I, the odds were against me and there was a great percentage or a great chance that I might not survive, live through that experience. The first was my mother telling me how close she was to aborting me as a child Um, And just to give some background on that, I am, as of now, from what I've been told, a rape baby. So my father, my biological father, raped my mother. Um, There's a lot more to that story, but that'll be a whole nother episode because I can go on for hours about that situation. So that was the first time. My mom sat there and we were having a talk and she said, you know, I came this close to aborting you. And the father who raised me, which was her husband at the time, she said they talked about it in depth because of the circumstances that surrounded it. They weren't sure if I was his or the rapist slash my real father. So they took the chance and had me. And obviously, you know, the father who raised me is white. Um, I didn't look anything like him. And I was darker than my mother. So I, I think pretty much at birth they knew that I was not her husband's father who ended up being the father that raised her, her. I was not her, I was not his child. Let me say that correctly. Um, the second time, I tried to kill myself. I was 17 years old. I'd been raped. Um, I wasn't as close to my father as I am now. We have grown a great deal over the years, and I'm so thankful for that. But And this is the father who raised me, who was my mother's first husband, the white man. (laughs) Um, I hate to even describe him as that because he's so much more than a white man to me. But that's how you guys will decipher which father I'm talking of. Um, So that was the second time I tried to commit commit suicide after being raped. Um, I was pregnant. I was alone. I was lost. Um, and I just did not know what to do. I was scared. Um, tried to kill myself. Obviously, I didn't survive because I'm here. Um, but that is a reason why I have an understanding around suicide. I'm not saying it's okay or that it's even right. But what I am saying... Whew, I haven't talked about this in a while. But what I am saying is that I completely understand what it feels like. <laughs> to be in so much emotional turmoil that it's almost um, it almost seems if you kill yourself that you those feelings will go away um, people 
I've had friends or people that I've known throughout my life that'll say, you know, and some of them may or may not know that I've attempted suicide before, but people say, you gotta be dumb as fuck to kill yourself. Like, there has to be a way around that. Like, there's no way in hell I'm gonna kill myself, blah, 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 blah. But the truth of the matter is you just don't know. A person who's never attempted suicide would never know what it's like. I mean, if you really, really think about it, right? Committing suicide or wanting to or thinking about contemplating suicide to begin with is a way out for those who are in that space. It's not something that I think people um, do on impulse. I don't think people commit suicide on impulse. I think it's something that they think about for a very long time. I don't think anybody really wants to kill themselves. I think people are trying to escape pain and that the pain is so detrimental and deep that they don't feel that there's any other way out. Like, imagine that. Think about it for a second. Imagine being in so much emotional turmoil that you feel the best way out is death. Like, imagine how fucked up you have to feel to want to kill yourself. Ooh, hold on, y'all. Let me get myself together. Give me a second, y'all. Um... Got my fan running and I want to turn it off in case y'all can hear it going. But that was the second time. So first time that I made it through life or death was my mother deciding to keep me and my father. Thankful for that. Second that I probably shouldn't made it out was my attempted suicide. Um... My third, quote-unquote, near-death experience uh, was an abusive relationship, and it was so bad, and I know me, and um, I told her on several occasions, this is going to get so bad that one of us is going to die. Either you're going to kill me or I'm going to kill you. Not because I want to kill her, but because I felt like things would get so bad one day that I would have to kill her to keep her from killing me. So three, three times in my life where I felt like I shouldn't have made it or I was blessed to make it out. The time where I tried to commit suicide, when I came out of it and um, I don't even want to say I healed, I just realized Like, shit, I'll never do that again. I really don't want to die. And I promised myself, like, I will never try to kill myself again. Um, Is there always a way out? No. But there's hope. You know, there's hope of healing. There's hope that things can possibly get better. Um, I can't say this for everybody, but what I know is that nothing lasts forever. Good, bad, or indifferent. Um... Nothing lasts forever. You will feel like you're in that space. There's no way out. And I just pray that anybody who's listening to this has ever committed, not committed, but thought about or is thinking about suicide, that you find this space within yourself that's worth living. 
something that you want to fight for. Like, love yourself enough to live. Another thing that popped into my head after I recovered for that attempt is um, while I was going through the action of trying to kill myself, I was not thinking at all about the people that would be hurt. So when I came to and I had to clear mind, um, and I ended up telling my family, it was maybe a year to the date that I told my family what really happened. And it was crazy. They felt um, bad. Like they should have known, they could have helped. But the truth is like, it's hard to help somebody who's in that state of mind. Um, But now I'm in this more spiritual place. I think I have more control over feelings that might arouse that, you know, deal with self-harm or, you know, kind of downgrading or, you know, treating myself less than what I am. So you have to learn. That's why it's important to value yourself and love yourself. Um, I won't get, I keep, I'm, I'm getting stuck on those three attempts or those three things, but I say, I'm going back to my birthday. So I say this in the beginning, I said, you know, my birthdays are different for me than most people. Most people party, yay. I'm, I'm a year older and blah, blah, blah. But for me, it is really a day of full gratitude. Every time my birthday comes up, I'm always focused on another level of growth. What's next? What do I want to accomplish this year? But more so, I'm in a space of thank you, God, that I, I'm, I saw another year and I'm able to see another one. Thank you, God, that I've made it to 43. Thank you for this day. Don't take your life for granted. You know, people are dying left and right. My birthday is a celebration of survival, of overcoming. You know, our lives, our time, it's a gift. You know, we're not, nobody owes us this time. You know, and you never know what's going to happen. So you want to make the best of it as much as you possibly can. You know, So again, I'll be 43. It's different for me this time around. I've never said that on my birthday, like it feels different, but it does. I've done so much shadow work, self-reflecting, set a lot of boundaries, grown a lot um, in the sense of how I think, how I perceive things, how I um, translate things, the things that I let bother me, the things that I let get to me, understanding that the way people perceive me or treat me really doesn't have anything to do with me. And it took me a long time to really understand it. What you mean the way somebody perceives me ain't got nothing to me? Like, what does that even mean? Like, that's how they see me. It has to do with me. But that doesn't make it true. The way a person looks at you or perceives you or how they think you are really doesn't have a lot to do with them. And let me explain that because, again, it took me a long, long time to understand that. But when somebody says... What you think of me ain't got shit to do with me. It's really true because the way a person visualizes or translate you as a person has a lot to do with their experience in life, their fears, um, their hurdles. So let's say you meet somebody, you guys are friends, and you both have been raped, right? 
and let's say, okay, so let's say you and I were friends. We've both been raped, and I'm telling you the story of how I tried to kill myself and how it broke me and how devastated and how completely fucked I was for like two or three years afterwards. I was fucked up for a long time after that. I didn't go to therapy. I held that shit with me. I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't like to be touched sexually. I didn't like to have sex. I didn't have sex after I was raped for a year. Um, It was life-altering. And I I imagine that it still has an effect on me to this day and age. I just believe I know how to manage those feelings better and how to sit in that space and understand where those things are coming from. Um, But... You know, let's say you are friends and I'm telling you, hey, you know, I tried to kill myself before over being raped and I went through this, I went through that. You, hypothetically, have been raped as well, but you never even considered suicide. You may have had a better family, um, support system, better friends. Um, You may have been just stronger mentally and even though you got raped, maybe you were able to afford a good-ass doctor put you on some good-ass drugs, and now you're fine. So you look at me. We've both been through the same thing, but we handled it completely differently. We were, were probably affected the same, but reacted differently as far as afterwards, what we did to move forward or to deal with or to cope. Um, so let's say, for example, this is going back to the way you perceive me has nothing to do with me and everything to do with you, right? So... You're looking at me like, you may not say it to my face, but you might go off and tell one of your other friends, like, this dumb bitch, like, girl, you know she got raped and tried to kill herself? Like, you know I got raped and I, I ain't even try that shit. Like, that was just stupid. I never gonna kill myself because a nigga raped me, da 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 whatever. So you see me in this light as maybe being weak or whatever you think. But in reality, <laughs> you're probably feeling weak, not because you didn't try suicide but maybe that situation left you feeling weak and less than a woman and so when we're talking about that situation you're seeing me as weak because that's how you would perceive it in yourself you see yourself like if I try to commit suicide I would consider myself weak I don't consider myself weak when that situation happened I was looking for a way out I was looking for a way out I hated the way I felt about myself. I felt like, did I ask for this? Because I knew the guy. I knew him. Everybody knew him. It just left me feeling stripped. So, or a person might say, like, I have my own business, for those of you who don't know. And I can see in people's faces that they don't believe that I'm successful or that I will be able to do this long, long, you know, long term. I've had my business for two years. Now, I'm not rich off of it, but I am able to live comfortably off of it. I don't really worry about money. I manage it well. I travel. I buy things that I want. I invest in myself. I save. And I don't brag about it. So, even my partner probably doesn't know how well I'm doing. Because I'll say, yo, I'm doing really good. But I don't sit here and be like, oh, we got boo cash. And, yo, everything, like, she sees me working hard. 
But again, I can see it in people's faces when I talk about it that they just don't believe in me. They don't, eh, yeah, it's not going to last. Eh, yeah, she's, it's, you know, just for now, it's going to fade. But I've been going hard in the paint for two years with this motherfucker, and I have seen it grown, and I'm so proud of myself for, you know, having your own business takes a lot of discipline, not just financially, but that is fully your responsibility. Returns, complaints, questions about products, um, shipment delays, you know, orders getting lost, um, all kinds of stuff. I've experienced all kinds of stuff, but I don't, I don't take it personal. And when mistakes are made, those are lessons learned and I fix it so that it doesn't happen again. You know, it gives me a lesson like, okay, I need to X, Y, and Z to prevent this from happening again. Um, so a person might look at you and they may feel that they can't be accomplished in that area. So they project that onto you like, "Mm, I I don't believe I can do it. So yeah, she's probably not going to be able to do it either. Um, there's a saying, I watched this, um, short clip about Jay-Z who says that his uncle, he he speaks of the same thing about how people project their fears on you. It's not necessarily how they really feel about you. It's about how they feel about themselves and all they know. That's all they know. Right. So he was having this, you know, interview and he was talking about how his uncle, when Jay-Z first, you know, I guess got into rapping or wanted to become a rapper before he had really even dropped an album, he told his father, I'm going to go platinum, I'm going to sell a million records, I'm going to sell a million records. And his uncle was like, a million records? Like, man, get the fuck out of here, you ain't going to sell a million records. And Jay-Z goes on to say, you know, I don't think my uncle was trying to be disrespectful to me in any way, shape, or form, but because he wasn't able to do it. You know, he didn't have the means or the drive. He felt like you, you know, I wouldn't be able to do it either. And that that holds true. Like, it really is true. Even me, when I look at people and there's things going on, um, I've done it recently. I've done it recently. So I'm being a hypocrite, you know, honestly. But I'm aware. So I, I'm, I'm right now checking myself for doing it. And I think I, in the moment when I had the thought, I checked myself. Um, and I actually turned that thought around and congratulated the person and wished them well and I meant that and I had to check myself in the sense of why do I feel that way am I jealous am I like what is about that and you have to understand that other people's success does not hinder or take away from your own you have to and you should want other people to be successful around you and I think that the good karma that I put out into the world is coming back to me because I move in a genuine space with people you know, um, but I'm getting off track. I talk a lot, y'all. So this podcast tells me because my girlfriend be like, baby, like you talking too much. I get it. But, you know, we work and at the end of the day, nobody, you know, sometimes people don't want to hear long conversations, you know, but this podcast helps me get it out. And if people listen, they do. If not, that's fine too. I'm not really doing it for clout. I'm doing this so one day I have something to look back on. I'm doing this so that maybe somebody who needs to hear this um, comes across it and maybe it changes their lives for the better. Like, that's really the reason why. Like, my when I share personal stuff, it's not for sympathy. It's not for clout. Um, it really takes a lot because I'm a really private person. But I also am a healer, and I know that. You know, I'm trying to find my way through that journey. I'm trying to decipher, like, there's parts of me who really want to 
go full steam with that and become a healer and sit with people and get into Reiki and teach people how to heal and manage and set boundaries and love themselves because I taught myself um, and it's possible and I see opportunities in other people that I know and I'll be wanting to give them these gems so bad but one thing is for certain nobody is going to take that knowledge unless they're really ready for the change because being, being spiritual isn't just about like it takes work y'all And it takes a lot of sacrifices. You are going to have to change a lot of things about your life. You're going to have to face some shit about you that isn't so pleasant. It's hard. So anybody out there that's woo-yah, spiritual, like, there's spiritual people I follow. But I also feel like there's some fake-ass spiritual people out there. You know, like, you got to practice what the fuck you preach, right? Period. That's that's what it's about. So if you're a spiritual person and in one post you're like, Zen, yes, love, manifest, Mother Earth, chakra, Zen, love, love, love. And then another one, you're like, I can't stand a bitch who did it. Like, who are you, darling? Like, balance that shit. You got to be spiritually, because we're in a space where so many people are looking for that spiritual guidance and strength and whatever, healing. People are just gravitating to whoever got something to say. But you really have to know who you're following. And you have to know what you believe in. Because even within the spiritual world, there's so many different avenues of it. You know, there are different cultures. You have African, Egypt. You know, you have so many different, like, Indians. You have so many different tribes and cultures that practice their spiritual journey different, even though they're on the same journey. There's, you know, medicinal plants that are used differently amongst different cultures. So you have to find what works for you. So I listen to a lot of people. That doesn't mean I latch on to them and I do exactly what they say from start to finish. I take what works for me and I make it my own. That's the great thing about being an individual and spirituality. But back to my birthday. I'll be 43. I'm elated that I made it this far, y'all. Because there were so many situations I found myself in that I didn't know how I was going to get out of. And I'm not even happy that I made it only to 43. I'm, I'm happy I made it to 43 and that I'm in probably the best space in my life that I've ever been in. 43 years it took me to get here. And I know my life is only going to get better from here because of the work I'm doing on myself. The more work I do on myself, the better shit gets for me. You know, now my partner, she's not as spiritual, but she respects my, my, my craft. She respects my religion, so to speak. And she respects everything I do and how my house is set up. It's very, you know, zen. Um, does she practice any of it? No. Um, she is not as big on energy as I am. She's very much a people person. I'm very much a reader first. And then I might fuck with you. I might not. Um, but because I've worked on myself so much, I'm able to recognize things within our relationship and how to avoid conflict or how to, um, I don't know how to explain it, but how to recognize things in her so that I'm not setting off triggers, like paying attention to the things that trigger her and what she's receptive to when it comes to us talking about things. So a lot of times with conversation or talking, it's all about the tone. Are you respecting the person when you're saying what you have to say? Big thing for her and I, we are both big on respect. Huge on it. So you got to know how to talk to people with a respectful tone. But I'll be 43. It is different for me. I am bringing this in with a whole different mind space. It's all about gratitude. Period. Um... I want to be one with the earth. I want to be my natural, natural, natural self, as natural as I can get. 
Um, It's not all about partying. It's about enjoying the moment with people that I love and care about. It's about celebrating, turning over a new leaf in my life because 43 will be the first year that I'm in this space completely. So I've juggled a lot with my spirituality. I've, I've, I've struggled a lot with depression. Um, I'm not the best at relationships or friendships. I struggle with those as well. Um, well, I did until I understood myself and I started to set boundaries. I used to think it was me like, damn, I can't just, I just can't keep friends. Like what the fuck is wrong with me? And for decades, I felt like something was wrong with me. But as I got older, I just realized like, even then I had boundaries that people weren't respecting. And that's why those friendships didn't work. Not because I was a bad person. Um, they just didn't respect my boundaries. Did not give two shits. Um, but, you know, it's a, a year of clarity for me. A year of balance and forgiveness and everlasting healing. I think I will be healing for the rest of my life, which is fine. As long as I'm growing you know, out of that painful place. It's gonna take, I'm not gonna say a while, but I'm taking my time with it because I want it to, like I want the healing to stay. I don't wanna think I'm healed and then I go back into this place where something happens and triggers me and I realize I'm not healed because it has happened. There has been a point where I went through my whole little, you know, Meditation, yoga, spirituality, baths, the moon, giving her honor, giving Mother Earth honor, shadow work. I did all that, and there was a, you know, there was a little time frame there where I thought I was like, yo, I'm, I'm healed, I'm good, like I've come so far, and then something happened that triggered me, and in that moment while I was crying, I was like, I'm, I'm not healed by far. I'm lying to myself. You got to be honest with yourself to grow. Don't fake the funk, y'all, because you're only hurting yourself. Be honest with yourself so your growth can be genuine and so that it will, it will last. Um, but it, it's it's a deep 43 for me, y'all. Um, I'm upset that it took me this long to get here, but I'm glad that I have finally fucking arrived. Um, I wish that I was more knowledgeable and had more... Um, resources around me as I was coming up to be introduced to this lifestyle because spirituality is a lifestyle let's not get it twisted um but I am even though late in the game I am so thankful that I've had friends around me who can introduce me to things and show me this way of life you know um you know the type of people you have around me have around you is a great enforcer in your life so you want to have the right people around you like in your immediate circle anyway because they influence you I don't care what nobody says your friends influence you you know they do and that's okay they should but you want to have the right friends that are giving you the right influence you don't want the friends that are single and bitter telling you to break up with your man or your girl because y'all had an argument you know you want the right friends who are really want the best for you um but as I approach this 43rd birthday, y'all, I just, I'm thankful. I'm thankful. I say it every day. Just thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you for everything you've done for me, everything you will do for me. Keep your hand on me. Keep me protected. Keep me safe. Keep me clear. Help me make the right decisions, you know, instill patience and compassion in me always. Use me as your vessel. I'm thankful, and I'm a giver, and 
again, I say this all the time, the good karma I put out my entire life, even in the worst situations, like there are secrets that I've kept of people that are now enemies, people who drag my name through the mud to this day. And I know some real shit about them that I just will never speak. I just don't operate like that. And I believe in karma. And I feel like because in the worst situations, I still moved with a good heart is the reason why I'm so blessed. I don't doubt that one fucking minute. It's almost like, you know how we have insurance. You pay insurance and you might, nine times out of ten, you'll never use it. Car insurance. How often do we need it? Like, really? You know? How often either you get pulled over or you get in a car wreck? How often? Like, in the last year, I have not been in a car wreck, nor have I been pulled over. So you're paying this. So with karma, it's like, as a younger adult, I used to feel... I believed in karma for most of my life. From 17 forward, after I got raped, I believed in karma. And the reason why is because the dude killed himself. And I felt like that was his karma. Because it wasn't just me. He raped 13 girls that we know of. That we know of. Um... That's when I started believing in karma because I I could have had some really bad things done to him, but I didn't want that. I just, I, as bad as I wanted him to hurt, in my mind, I was like, I don't want to look over my shoulder for the rest of my life. I don't want that karma to come back on me. God will handle you, period. And he ended up committing suicide a little over a year after the date that he raped me. Um... But again, I feel like because I made all the right decisions for the greater good in the worst situations, that I'm being rewarded for those, like good behavior. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like I'm being rewarded for being on good behavior my whole life. And now God is saying, I'm giving you these things back that you gave all these other people. My cat is crazy. Bailey, what are you doing? What's wrong, mama? Anyway, y'all, thank you for listening to me rant. If you know me, if you tap into my podcast, wish me happy 43 on the 26th of May. It's 2021. Um, And if you get a moment on your birthday, just take a moment to sit in gratitude for everything you have. Sit in gratitude for all the things you don't have, because some of those things wasn't meant for you, like the bad relationships, the bad job. You know, the things that aren't, weren't good for you or filling you up that are no longer in your life, be grateful for those things too. Because hopefully a lesson was learned that helped you improve as an individual, as a human being. So be thankful, be thankful, be good to people. Be the good person in a bad situation because that's really a moment of truth. Like they say you only are who you are You're only as good as you are in your worst moments. So even in my worst moment, this is how I try to be a better person. I think about the worst moments I've had and the reactions I've had in those moments. And in my mind, I was like, that's the best me and I have to do better. So I'm always trying to improve. I'm always trying to grow. I've had this mindset since I was a little girl. More, more, more. And I used to just be like, I want more. I want more. I want more. Not necessarily money or things. I just want more out of life more happiness, more experience, you know, more love, more laughter, that type of more. But anyway, 
I've been talking for a minute. It's late. I'm going to lay my ass down. But thank you for tuning in. Again, I will do another one as soon as possible. Um, I enjoy you guys and I appreciate you. Bless.